Hello and welcome to the third dramatic special, D3 dramatic special again. It's only me, no Dylan or Sandra. And today we're getting to know a very special person for the Five Star Network and a very special person in general. Welcome, Kay. Flatterer. Um, hello, I'm Kay Quinn. Uh, I do editing and text interviewing, sometimes video interviewing uh, work for the Five Star Network. Uh, and I'm glad to be here on the podcast that <laughs> that is about the two main promotions that I watch, thereby making it impossible <laughs> for me to start a podcast about them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. It, it's just like bad on the five star network, but hey, go for it. <laughs> I'm just joking, of course. Uh, thank you for all the work that you do. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> like, you know, some work is quite an understatement. I feel like this, uh, this network would definitely not be where it is without you. Um, and thank you very much for that. Thank you. Like, I think the first uh, big part that I want to talk with you about is you were on vacation with yeah. Dragon Gate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went to the Dragon Gate fan tour uh, in the beginning of December, uh, you know, this month, um, and to, you know, one. Koakuen Hall Show and One Horse Show as well, but mainly the fan tour, that's why I went over to Japan. How does the fan tour actually work? Um, you mean like from the start in terms of sign up? What are they ex what are they exactly? Um because I've heard of them. Is it just like okay, you sign up with Dragon Gate and you know they organize like hotels and um you know, some events with, with the rest of present, then you go to the shows, or...? Mm, no, it's, it's, it's honestly a bit more complicated. It goes via a travel agency, and, like, I went to the winter uh, fan tour, so it's a travel agency in Sapporo. Um, basically, it's, it's actually, like, even more complicated than usual, because, I mean, as fans of this podcast may know, if you want to get a Dragon Gate ticket normally, right? You just write one of the English commentators, they reserve a ticket for you and you, you know, you get it uh, at the entrance and, you know, whatever you go mm. to the show. But for this one, um, after I, I, I wrote home about it, um, like he basically, like he gives me the email address of this travel agency after talking to the travel agency and making sure they have like a sort of English speaking person ready. And you have to like give the travel agency, you have to tell them like your favorite wrestler and your favorite faction and so on. Um, and have to sort of haggle it out with them. Um, and then basically the travel agency gives you all your information. And I think like it's, it's sort of a deal with a travel agency, right? Like, um, it's it's like the fan the fan tour is a combination of hotel stay uh, shows um, of transportation to the shows um, and of several activities with the wrestlers and other fans as well. Um, so I think like it's it's sort of uh, it's sort of a deal between like several parties in that sense. That sounds pretty complicated, not gonna lie. <laughs> it, it was. <laughs> I, was like, 
I was convinced that it was completely gonna fall through at some point because it's like the sign-up process alone. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And also, like, how did you get the information? You know, where when you needed to be there with the travel agency, like, were was their English okay? They no at the Fanto itself, pretty much nobody like spoke any English as, aside from like a. <laughs> Aside from like a small handful of the wrestlers, like they spoke the best English. Aside from that, nobody. Um, oh, that's great. And <laughs> um, they like the the person at the travel agency. They, like they sent me a general schedule in English. And like during um, during the fan tour, there was one occasion where like everyone was handed a sort of um, like a description of like which place we'd need to meet up next in Japanese and like they they ran up halfway through one of the events and handed me like an English ver like version of that <laughs> 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 but for the like, for the most part like smaller updates and stuff like that um and explanations like, I was lucky enough that some of the other fans like especially one family um that like a family of four that was there that was very nice to me like dumbed it down into simple Japanese for me so I could like get what they were talking about yeah um and you are learning japanese right yeah yeah i'm i'm overall still a beginner i think but yeah, like, can... with japanese you're still a beginner for a long long time yeah. <laughs> but you know i can i can uh, i can speak a little bit um, and that like helped a lot that's something i say uh, for the fanto like i've seen other people say you don't need to know japanese i'd say you don't need to know much japanese but you do need to know, know a little bit or you're gonna be completely lost. <laughs> it always works out somehow. <laughs> um, well, what, what was your, your highlight of the fan tour? Ah, oh, God. <laughs> I think like, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult because it was all kind of a, a stream of, of, of situations uh, that were like so, so intense, right? Like you start off with a sort of um, you start off with that sort of lunch party with the wrestlers. It, it's my my aunt compared it to speed dating when I described it to her. And I, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly can't say oh, it's no. entirely wrong <laughs> because like the the wrestlers in um, divided in faction groups and for really big factions like Natural Vibes, like one faction can be divided into two groups. Um, mm. and they they rotate which faction sits at each table. Like the fans are divided uh, on tables. Like you have three fans on one table, and then like the wrestlers rotate between tables, and they can you know pick who they sit next to. And if like me, you're very obviously like a Western fan. They're usually usually gonna try to sit whichever person speaks the best English next to you. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, but in some cases. That's that's gonna be nobody. So you're just gonna have to deal with Ben K telling you about the stains on the shirt in Japanese. So you know it's, it's better if you can if you can understand a little bit. On my um on my trip to Japan in summer, I really made the the experience that even a little bit of alcohol helps a lot in just communicating <laughs> because I don't don't know how to the wrestlers are but even the wrestlers tend to be really shy <laughs> yeah yeah for me it kind of like is and the, what i also was kind of getting at previously is in the sense that like i think like the the big 
the 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 moment like the the most intense emotional moment initially was really like at the dinner party because like my brain still like I I still hadn't seen any Dragon Gate wrestlers in person ever. Oh, I see. Only, and I'd only seen wrestlers period in person once before then. Um Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um yeah, so and like my my brain was still kind of trying to comprehend that these people were like real <laughs> and in front of me, um, and like that's like and that moment they already sit down next to you and start talking to you. Yeah. And, yeah, and I, I I think like um because you were speaking about you know wrestlers also being shy. I think there was some um there were like. Um, a little bit. I, I later noticed, like, on the, I didn't talk to him at the lunch party, but I later noticed, like, Ishin is is a little bit shy, honestly, despite his yeah. image. Um, but in in his in his case, getting drunk did indeed uh, seem to help him. Uh, though not, you know, with speaking, just less shy, being less shy. But um, what the person I was pretty much attached to for most of the fan tour because I said that you know he was the wrestler I liked the most when I booked it uh, was you know Shun and Shun thankfully is not shy at all. <laughs> In character, I see. <laughs> yeah, that's so complicated. Like that's a complicated part. That's what I'm gonna have to talk about later because like oh god yeah. Like whether he was in character is like such a complicated question that it legitimately like it had that made me have a crisis about the reality divide of wrestling. <laughs> but, oh um, no! <laughs> like the moment, the moment where like I like sure as someone like I I didn't really know you know anything regarding him personally right like I I really mm. admired his work um and I'd done one interview like text interview uh, with him before the fan tour. That was um, great, actually. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, uh, I was in such a panic to get that one right, so I'm happy to turn <laughs> okay. But, um, but like the moment, like I'm sitting there, I'm not even like looking what's happening. Like I'm, I'm looking at one of the other tables uh, because I was, I was distracted by something. And then before I notice, Shun sits down next to me and asks, like, "Oh, you okay, right?" And it's like. What? Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine. It was some yeah. kind of like broke new. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> it's. I think like there were so many moments rega- regarding that guy in particular. <laughs> like, um, yeah, right, like like that moment. Then like later at the room visits, like I. I don't know if I should post pictures of it, or it but like the, the the room visits where he was like the sweetest person you could possibly imagine to me, and then like handed me a card where he crossed out everyone's faces. And it's just like you posted the card though. <laughs> in in the in the Five Star Networks Discord server, which you should join, uh, so you can see it. <laughs> but yeah, I. It's it's that moment was wild, and then, like the next day, um, the the fucking karaoke uh, box, like three hour dinner with sea breaths, like that was full of moments. <laughs> Just, uh, I can it, imagine that's a lot of like you had to be there. Yeah, it it's it's just like 
when then that's why it's kind of hard for me to sort of decide on a highlight because like the, the emotional turmoil of all of that mm. is, is just is it's it's wild um but like it is it is just really really interesting in that sense um if we like to to talk about you know the fanto a little bit more to give people what good and a bad impression of what it's like so you know at the end of the first day right like after the dinner after the lunch party uh, you like you quickly take pictures with like one faction that you named uh in in this case i named natural vibes because you know they're, they're awesome <laughs> um and then you you get you know you all all the fans get like in a special bus and get driven to the show then you um you, you get let in a little bit early so you can you know get merch and all that um that's very mm. fun like in itself because like depending on what you buy obviously the wrestlers are selling the merch and they're gonna react to it um you're gonna get exposed for the fact that you that you uh, <laughs> refer to rookies by their last name and son I, like i if you ever see me posting like about ryoya tanaka or ryoya tanaka only by his full name the reason for that is that i that i said to yoshioka uh, i'd like a portrait like um a, 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 like a portrait of uh, tanaka-san please and yoshioka found that very very funny he was like tanaka-san uh <laughs> someone wants your portrait <laughs> and like ever since then i can only talk to him by his full name like stuff like that um and then afterwards you you get driven back to the hotel and then like they have they have your picker like the, the wrestler you named as your favorite wrestler they're gonna have to mm. you know come up to your room and at the beginning i was like kind of concerned about that <laughs> like part of the reason i actually named chin is because i had looked up you know what fans said about the wrestlers and a lot of i saw a lot of women fans especially say that like he's a he's a very respectful guy in in person so yeah. like, like, probably relatively safe choice um <laughs> you know un unlike unlike shun the person we say at dragon gate shows who you should never be alone with um but um what i didn't know is like they have they have like a, ch a chaperone <laughs> standing in front of the door the entire time <laughs> which uh which is a little awkward but it's you know it's 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 pretty safe um and you know that that goes on for a little like they they bring you a christmas card and you you get to talk a little bit uh about about various things um and then the next day right like and on that day it's after the show you have um like you you are given a map to a in this case it was a karaoke but i think last year it was something else um and basically like you in the karaoke bar you're, you're led to a room like each of the factions has their own rooms mm. natural vibes had a really big room and they like actually sang karaoke zebras had a tiny room <laughs> it, was <too> <laughs> <small>. <laughs> it was too small to sing uh as befitting of them i guess so it's it's like it's really interesting you you um you have like a very varied amount of activities uh with the wrestlers yeah I that that really does sound interesting and actually i would like to do that once how long was the tour uh, because it was sapporo like... is it like three three or four days like how long they're up there just um yeah it's it's three days total um i mean okay. obviously like hmm? Sorry, what did you want no, to say? No, go, go on, go on. Um, now obviously, if you're going, I recommend going to Sapo obviously one day early so you don't have to, you know, get off the train on the same day that uh, you're <laughs> or off the plane, actually, you know, if, if you're like me. 
um, and have to like do all of that on the same day with maybe jet lag. But um, the the tour itself is this year it was on the first, the second, and the third. It's like three days long total. Um, it starts sort of around um, noon of the first day, and then like in sort of the afternoon of the third day, it ends. Um, most of the activities are on the first and the second day, and the third day is mostly like just a show and like a sort of you know two person photo shoot with uh, whichever mm. name is your favorite. That's cool. Um, you went there alone, I guess, because um, to the to the Corican, I know you went with your mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who did in fact uh, really love Dragon Gate uh, after seeing it? Like the 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 article that recently uh, that recently came out, like in a in a Japanese newspaper, that was like. Um, women really love Dragon Gate because of the visually appealing style. Like it, it, it held true with my mother, but <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, um, I went to the fan tour alone, and I was the only, um, you know, overseas fan there, which was mm. which was interesting. <laughs> um. I think like yeah, some people go with their friends. Like it's probably a little bit easier, especially if you do not speak much Japanese. If you have like a different person there who you can talk to in English, because and like, this time when I went, none of the other fans spoke any any English at all. Like you, yeah, if you can't talk to them in Japanese, you won't be able to talk to them at all. <laughs> Chances are. Yeah. yeah, it may it might also just be uh, you. You also traveled a bit. Um, that you know the English capabilities of of Japanese in Tokyo is way better than like everywhere everywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. It's in Sapporo. It's it's a lot more difficult. You you told me before um, that this fan tour made you rethink your approach to fandom. Yeah. Um. Can you can you Elaborate. Explore that a bit. Um, yeah, I think like that's that's something I alluded to before. I think um, it's like especially right as I said before because I named him as a wrestler. I like the most. I was kind of like joined to 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 Sean Skywalker for the most of, uh, for most of his fan tour. Um, and like with him especially, like, I think he was a really great example because like when I came back for this fan tour, like I I realized this is sort of the idea. I think a lot of fans know to a certain extent, right, that a wrestler is always kind of a combination of a fictional character and a real person who are both sort of mm. inextricably linked to each other. Um, and I, like, after the fan tour, I, I was kind of, like, thinking about, like, who did I actually talk to? Like, did I talk to Shun Skywalker, the fictional character, or did I talk to Shun Watanabe, the performer, right? Mm. Um, and... Like, I, I didn't know, because, like, the person, like, on one hand, the person I met, like, way too much sensitivity and social grace to be, like, to be anywhere near Sean Skywalker, the character. <laughs> um, but, and, and like, he, he had a totally different cadence of speaking uh, than he does in the ring, of course. Like, when he speaks in the ring, he has yeah. this, like, very, this very sort of booming, like, very preacher-like, a very very self-assured way of speaking and like in person he like he spe he speaks a lot more softly and and has a, like a lot more like like gentleness or happiness in his voice like i think the close like he he spoke a lot more like that when he like was in his earlier sort of baby face days um so you can sort of imagine that 
Um, so like obviously like the first word, okay, I was I was just speaking to the performer, right? Um, but also he like he at one point tried to convince me to join in on an ambush on natural vibes. Like he ranted about them to me at the karaoke uh, bar. He like he he told me of his plans to to break Kamei's. Oh no, I'm sorry, Kamei-chan's uh, glasses before he did it. Um, like all of that stuff. Like that's that's what the character does, right? That's that's not what the what the real performer thinks. I I hope. Um, so, <laughs> so it's kind of like. I was speaking to both at once, and like neither of them purely, and and that was kind of really interesting to me. That made me kind of think uh, about the way that we interact also with wrestlers on social media, right? Um, because like the, the crowd that I sort of got into wrestling with uh, initially, right? Like the the story I got uh, into wrestling via was obviously like um, seeing the story of the Golden Lovers in a Super iPod video. And sort of people in that crowd, I think, especially often kind of, um, at least the ones I hung out with, often kind of think of wrestlers like primarily as fictional characters, right? Like mm. some, some people write, write fanfic about them, about those fictional characters. Um, and sort of discuss them in the same way that you might talk about, you know, I, I love that character, I hate that character, but you don't really mean the person. Um, but like, then I sort of thought about like how even though wrestlers are in a sense like fictional characters that you can interact with, it's also like the way that people like often sort of post also at them and talk to them as if they were those fictional characters, right? Like like some people post at wrestlers as though they were like their 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 anime waifu <laughs> or something like that. Like, yes. Yeah. These, these deeply inappropriate things like that you would never say to a real person that like fans sometimes say to wrestlers because like they are in their minds first and foremost fictional characters and um, like obviously like no shades on like my friends the people that I hang out with they often say like we don't want to interact with the wrestlers as, at all because we sort of treat them as fictional characters so we don't want to like you know cross that boundary but like a lot of people do that um or like vice versa, some people don't see the fictional side at all and basically treat some of the fictional stuff that wrestlers do, like complain, like if a heel like shit talks the promotion they're in as like something a real person like did in reality, like leave the promotion if you hate it so much and stuff like that. Like some people get really mad about that. Um, I think wrestling is always the best when when these two worlds combine. Where mm-hmm. where the line blurs and you can't really tell like okay was this like just a storyline or do they actually not like each other? I mean, I think, I think... Hmm? it's a, yeah, it's always the most interesting when you cannot tell or not tell fully. Mm-hmm. Um, and with especially with Dragon Gate. Personally, I I mostly treat it as okay. This is what they want to tell us mm-hmm. because I never really believe that they hate each other. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Like because I I see a lot of fans. I think a lot of fans like this sort of ambiguity. And I, like speaking of that Super Hyper Patrol video that initially got me wrestling. Like he. Oh he really? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really funny. Like I, oh, that's I, awesome. 
Yeah, I was like, I was primarily like a gaming fan, and like when I was younger and my my childhood, I really liked anime, so I was subscribed to him for that. And then he, uh, and then like he made some videos about wrestling, and I was like, wait, that actually sounds kind of cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the way that I got into it was was like he presented those sort of stories, right? And like I'm my greatest passion in life is storytelling. I I mm. love to sort of look look at stories in all sorts of mediums and I was like that actually sounds really interesting like as a storytelling medium and that's that's how I got into it and I think that's also like why my brain was so massively shocked to like right see those wrestlers in real life and then have to talk to them five minutes later because it was like from the perspective of like I, I, I had approached it from the same perspective that I had like approached books and video games and movies and all of that with and which obviously doesn't work that way <laughs> but yeah I think like and because of that, also the stories that I like the best, like a big reason why um, I respect Sean's work so much is because like he really goes into that like storytelling perspective. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure just like from how he was when I met him, I'm pretty sure like despite, <laughs> despite trying to rope me into his plants and drinking my orange juice... Uh, <laughs> That uh, that Shun Watanabe is like not actually the kind of guy who'd like have a huge grudge at natural vibes and stuff like that. Um, but like I really like how much work he puts into his character, despite that. Like I know that the stuff he posts on social media and stuff like that are probably not uh, the thoughts of the actual person. But um, I like how he uses these sort of multimedia um, you know, platforms this um, and the sort of real-time aspect of wrestling storytelling to, you know, tell a story in a very unconventional way. I think that's the kind of kind of wrestling stuff that I like the most. Because I mm. think, like, um, people, the people who, in my opinion, I think, at least, the people who work the best together are people who to some extent, trust each other. That's uh, So that's like, I'm always a little bit, oh, if like there's wrestlers who I think actually have shoot beef with each other, I'm, I can't enjoy their matches as much. Although it's of course cool if like things that in reality aren't as big of a deal of them, but like are real feelings that they have, like are brought into the, into the story, of course. I have an, an example, because just what do you know? Not told like how much thought goes into these, you know, into his character and into mm-hmm. his actions. Um, um, I'm mostly a proponent of it's not that deep. <laughs> and and I remember, um, I think it was the Ishin um, interview mm-hmm. where you ask him about okay on on the picture that you guys post together, you always mm-hmm. stand. You know, you you stand really far apart from each other. Does that mean that and that? Yeah. Uh, to me, that was really like, yeah, it's not that deep. <laughs> <laughs> now that you've interacted with like the master of these things, Shun, would you say it is deep that deep or mm-hmm. I don't know? What is your your take now? Kind of tough. Because, like, I, I talked to him a lot uh, during the Karaoke session. Obviously, like, one thing that's uh, less deep than I than I often like to interpret, like, as a, as a, as a kid who was good at book reports, <laughs> um, which is a nicer way of saying nerd. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> True. 
the thing I interpreted too much into was the masks. Like he often like it just says like the ma with the mask it's often just like because it's look it looks cool or because it's practical. Um that's that's like often his, his, what what he said about that. But um the his behavior not so much like he he talked to me about um his interview especially especially right um and he wrote it up he brought that up because um i i do like to ask like questions that go really deep into law and stuff mm. like that and actually yeah. was like i'm i'm really glad you asked me those questions because i get such boring questions most of the time <laughs> Um, and like he he loved talking about that deeper stuff. Like I asked him, I asked him about other stuff as well that didn't come up in the interview. Like why do you put your hand into people's mouths? Um, and like I'm I won't say that here because uh, I'm saving that for the next one. <laughs> um, Fair enough. <laughs> but um, like he had a he had that thought out. Like he had a deep law answer for that one. Like he he talked to me for like three minutes at least about that question. <laughs> Um, and I got really like um, I think that's the, that's sort of different with different wrestlers, right? Like I I can't really like I notice that in hindsight. Like if I try something that that like that on a wrestler like Jason, for instance, who's very like straightforward, right? Mm. Um, like it's it it really isn't that deep most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a lot a lot of wrestlers do just kind of you know do what feels right in the moment, although they may have, you know, build in smaller character stuff sometimes if there's like a really obvious story. Um, but um, wrestlers like Shun, they, they, they are wrestlers who do really like think everything out that deeply. Um, and I think that's also why, why I had so much fun talking to him, because like he, uh, he really does, is on the same wavelength <laughs> as me in that sense, uh, I guess what, with regards to you know wrestling storytelling and and what it can be, um, and that's yeah that that's something that that I found really fun and that I really liked um, during the fan tours to sort of you know talk to a wrestler who who thinks the same way about that kind of stuff. Awesome. Um, I actually like when I see Shun, I get also get the impression that he's just a massive nerd himself. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, like most of them are in some kind of way though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like with Sean you just have to like see those backstage comments where he like puts like a scary filter over the camera and his voice. Like I say this with all the f affection in the world and, and as a nerd, like this man is a nerd. <laughs> 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 Is there, um, is there a wrestler that you have found a new appreciation um, now that you've interacted with them in person? Um, I think like someone uh, like I I'd already sort of had a hint of Yoshioka having this sort of dry wit to him a little bit, but okay. like, um, that was that was something that really like like seeing that in person, having that like in a direct conversation, um, like he. He seems like very just like straightforward and standard, I think, sometimes to Western fans, but like this guy is actually pretty funny. Like he has this sort of very very subtle, very deadpan type of humor. Mm. I, I really appreciated that. <laughs> nah, um for me I had the same with with different um with different wrestlers. But I think the one that is most noticeably 
that now when I watch them, okay, I appreciate them way, way more is uh, Toy Kojima. Really? Yes, he is exactly how he is in person. He's exactly like the he is in the ring, but <laughs> way toned down. Yeah, I think well, that's. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think that's like that with with some wrestlers. Oh, I I should. I, that, that's really mean. If I if I don't mention that, I obviously like UT was also really really nice to me and did, like put in a real effort to sort of also talk to me uh, in English, and uh, and Kai I think also like like he his sort of dad role to zebras is like is existent in the ring, but like you really. Like, don't see it until you've, like, seen them all in a room eating together. Like, it, it started, like, Kai was the one ordering the food and asking what everyone wanted. And, like, I think Shun even made a joke that Kai was, like, the dad of everyone else in that room in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he, he talked to me about his kid. And, like, he's um, like, he he's a really chill guy. And, I mean, he sort of get, um, comes across that way in the ring, too. But, like, seeing... um. Being the sort of father, father, fatherly <laughs> role that he also especially takes in this group setting, also I think made me see that aspect way more in in the ring. Yeah. That's interesting. Is this like based um, for Seabred specific or uh, more like the whole roster, like his fatherly role? Mm. I mean, because of kayfabe, uh, Zebrats kind of refused to interact with the rest of the world. Okay, okay, I see. <laughs> For the most part, um, but like he obviously, like um, he he was that way to to me, sort of as well, right? Um, like he, I think he compared, like he he talked to me about right his daughter and um, and sort of asked me about my dad as a sort of reference point uh, about how she might feel about him. Um, stuff like that and like he talked to the other sort of like there was I mean most of the people at the fan tour as I guess you might be able to imagine with Dragon Gate were women but there was just... of course <laughs> there were like a, a handful like um, there were a handful of older guys there as well and he like talked to them in a very like dad like way also like about, about <laughs> and so on. it was very nice but yeah, it's it's like KFAP to a certain extent was like preserved as I mentioned before, right? Like the the planning against natural vibes at <laughs> at karaoke and stuff like that. Um but like I mean there were small moments that like if you if you travel to Japan you you might be like be able to glimpse a little bit behind the curtain, right? Mm. Like um like I sort of you know, never see the heels participating in like chore stuff in Dragon Gate, right? Like um, it's always the baby faces like selling the merch, building the ring, oh. and, and all that stuff. But like I, for instance, uh, before the Koraka and Shaw show, I like I ran into Ishin while he was doing chores, like at delivering stuff, and like again he was super sweet, like a little bit shy, <laughs> but like oh my god, am I gonna have to talk English? Um, <laughs> um so like that that in that way it sort of cracks a little bit but uh mo for the most part like they they try to keep that kayfabe uh during the fan tour as well funny um funny story about ishin well that's not, not ishin directly but in tokyo i got to know uh an old guy um and he was friends with ishin riki ah 
And when I, you know, I was talking to him, his English was really good. He he lived mm-hmm. in America for a few years. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was in a wrestling bar. It wasn't Robkick. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, I don't care about wrestling. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I just, I was talking to him. Yeah, I like Dragon Gate. Oh, Dragon Gate, Ishan. So, yeah, he's one of my favorites. I know his dad. <laughs> he has a bar. Next time when you come back, we go to this bar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, I I unfortunately like couldn't uh, bond over anyone with drinking, but I mean like I I could bond with Sean over both of us not drinking. So I guess that's something. Uh, fair enough. Um, it was just a very easy tool to um to get conversation going, but. but the most important one to me, because I was always in a wrestling setting, you always had something to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's similar, similar with you, uh, with you being there, you know, yeah, especially with, on the fan tour. Yeah, with the with the other fans, also it was like really nice to just be surrounded by people who like like the same thing as you. Like I, I I'm not used to that at all. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, I feel you. Um, it's like it's actually kind of wild to also sort of see in person like the different ways that the Japanese fandom sort of functions, right? Um, mm. Like I, I brought up the, the gender stuff, like, I, like I, to begin with, like the, the fact that like most Japanese Dragon Gate fans, or at least most of the ones that were at the fan tour, uh, were were in fact women, already kind of changed the atmosphere. And then like the first time I talked to them, like before they even asked my name, they asked me. Who do you like? Like in in the sense of which wrestler is your favorite? Um, and they like they talk to each other about um, like by ah she's that Jackie fan right? Like that's like that's the way they, <laughs> yeah that's that's the way they describe each other. It's 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 really interesting to me. Like and then I <laughs> that led to a really awkward moment when like I'm I'm sitting right like in between Dragon Daya and Yuki Yoshioka and Daya mm. asks me. So who's your favorite wrestler in Dragon Gate? And I, I'm just like sitting there. Like, but it do has. Do I lie or do I tell Dragon Dyer that my like, that my favorite wrestler is showing? But it it, it has a reason. Um, be, so that's something I noticed because you know I was also asked this question. Okay, who's your favorite? Mm-hmm. And when I said, you know, an interesting name, mm-hmm. it was way easier to get uh, get a conversation going. Yeah, so true. when I said, um, when I said, um, Katsumata, mm-hmm. it was always, you know, he was like, oh, okay, he's crazy, and then you, you know, I don't know, you can talk about death matches or about comedy, uh, DDT in general. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying, I don't know, Hiroshi Tanahashi, I mean, yeah, he's the ace, but <laughs> it's kind of the normie answer. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, yeah, true. You can you can sort of get talking about like I, um, in my case, right? Like I, I was not good enough at Japanese to have like a, a complex conversation with the other fan. Oh yeah, fan. yeah, yeah. Uh, about, like, It was never complex. <laughs> 
when they said like, oh yeah, he he's cool, right? Like I wasn't really able to articulate, especially especially after meeting him. That like the fact that I liked about him was actually that like I didn't think he was cool at all. I like I actually think he's more like cute in a way. Like he's very he's very earnest, and that's what I that's what I really like about him. Like this sort of again this this sort of way in which it gets across, right? That he's uh, that he's just as much of a nerd as I am. <laughs> um, and like uh, that that's this this sort of um but i can, but I can so, totally see if like if i if i'd been better at japanese <laughs> which i uh hopefully will be the next time i go to japan um like i can totally see the way that that would maybe spark up an interesting conversation i think yeah there's those sort of like in-depth uh conversations about like what you actually like about a wrestler and what you actually like in wrestling and about wrestling as an art form I think that's that's something that uh, can definitely you know get people talking and get them talking about you know more than just like small talk shit. Um, I mean, thankfully, right, due to the fact that uh, that I was mostly surrounded by women and that I had brought like a whole bunch of like Japanese alternative fashion <laughs> with me in my journey. Oh, like, I see. But, <laughs> yeah, something we could we could just like get talking about closer on that you know as far as I was able. Um, yeah. But, yeah, they were really nice. The other fans, I like. I, I just gotta say that, like, and and it it's worth it uh, to bring your extra nice outfit because you will get compliments. <laughs> it was it was it was amazing, amazing experience. But as I said, like, if you're one of those fans who you know tend to prefer to think of wrestlers as more like fictional characters and like not really consider the the real person as much, like I. I think like it might not be for people like that, really. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's it also kind of made me realize, right? Like talking to those people in person, um, how unprofessional, like the way that also I and kind of like most people also in wrestling journalism talk about these people is like I like after talking to them, I like and especially right like with with Shin sort of treating me as like first and foremost like an interviewer uh, and like mm. talking in that sense and right like less as you know a fan and more like in that sense as an equal i was like wait a minute <laughs> it's actually like kind of weird the way that like a lot of people in wrestling media talk and like myself included uh talk to and about wrestlers like i need to be more professional about this like this would be unacceptable in any other, in in any other medium right like um like you see people like calling wrestlers i don't know they're they're, they're um they're interviewing or whatever sexy or something like that. He's like, that's 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 <laughs> in in any other medium that would be unacceptable. But like even people for work working for sort of major wrestling publication do that because I think there's this aspect of like the fictional character, right? Um, yeah, present in our minds. I think that's that's really interesting. It is, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily bad. It's just like something that this medium is providing that, you know, you can take advantage there. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, I would always go for the informal way, but that's just, you know, I, how I am. I'm not an, a journalist. I'm just sitting at home in front of a computer and talking to a microphone. <laughs> Um, like yeah. if you listen to the to the Hartley um, interview, or I don't really like to call it an interview, but to the Hartley episode or to the the Chris Brooks episode, 
it was just like any other, but we had a guest that is wrestling, and we talked about his wrestling. Yeah, I think to a certain extent, like podcasts are more, more sort of conducive to that informal style. Mm. Also, like I think written interviews automatically kind of uh, give more of that, like have, have in that sense more standards attached. And obviously, right, like I'm a media and communications major, so I'm like, um, I'm, I guess, a little more, a little more um, used to this sort of idea of like having to, to provide a certain amount of professionalism. And yeah, it's it's like, right, it, it is kind of complicated um, to, to think about it. I think it's kind of like a, depends on your approach as well, because like, I think in some cases, right, like people treating the wrestlers they're interviewing as friends can get really uncomfortable, but mm. like, it can also be fine. Like if, if, um, if it, like, if you're, you know, staying within certain boundaries, it's, uh, it's kind of complicated. Um, it's yeah, it's that is something that I think is also so interesting about wrestling, right? Like the the way the wrestling media landscape is completely different, uh, sort of from how how media work in in most you know other art forms. So it's uh, it's very interesting to me, sort of. That's something I've never thought about. <laughs> True, but you probably didn't have to take media systems class twice. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, twice, oh no. Yeah, I, I, I was I was sick during the exam the first time. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um yeah, it's it's um it is honestly it is such a such a complicated matter, right? The, the way wrestling works and the way it's different also from other media and sometimes and you know the way that affects that like everything around wrestling, including, you know, wrestling fandom kind of works. I think that's like if we're if we're talking about fandom and and the media landscape that's also kind of interesting i think how blurry sort of the boundaries are between fans and the media in in um in wrestling fandom right like the fact that um i like i only got into wrestling in january of 2021 and mm. now right um and like and i got started with wrestling media i think sometime in 2022 um and then, like now, <laughs> I'm in the position I'm in. Like I'm noticing, right, um, that like the the same is also kind of possible for fans who don't even like have connection to like a media degree or anything like that at all. And I think, in in the positive sense, that can provide opportunities for people who like may not have the formal education that like would be needed to sort of write about the thing they're passionate about in like a different kind of area. But um, but do have like the passion and do have their own kind of knowledge and their own kind of skill uh, that they you know may, they may have safe self taught uh, something like that. I think that can be a great opportunity and also obviously for me it was a great opportunity. Like I I would not get that far if I was like if my main interest was like music or something like that. Um, but it can also obviously that kind of affect the way the wrestling media landscape works and the way that you know. Res people in wrestling media treat um, the wrestlers uh, themselves. I think that's uh, I think that's all really interesting, sort of in that sense. Mm. Um, so you just said you were. <laughs> I'm so I don't really have to add anything to add. <laughs> I'm sorry, I kind of stopped right now. Uh, so I just got to change the topic a little bit. 
um, okay, because I'm sorry for nerding out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very interesting. I just it's difficult for me to hold a conversation, you know, <laughs> about this. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please. Um, you said you're mainly, you know, a fan of of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and your favorite promotion is Dragon Gate, and I think it Dragon Gate really is easy to to nerd uh, nerd out about the storytelling. What are others? Um, other promotions or projects to, that you really like, or that you maybe even uh, were able to visit. Um, the main other like promotion, like in this case, it's it's kind of vague if they count as a wrestling promotion. But um, the one promotion that I actually really like is specifically Act Ring uh, Girls. Mm. Like, um, I think like Act Girls Girls is fun, but like Act Ring Girls is the one I really like. Um, like the sort of way that like each they have different units also, like <laughs> like like Dragon Gate, there's a lot of focus on unit warfare. Uh, I, I like that sort of thing. Um, but like they have like a different writer for each unit, but like those writers, unlike for main uh, actress girls, are like themselves, as far as I know, are themselves like people who are restless. So they know like um, they know how how this kind of works and how wrestling storytelling works from sort of like a, a first you know first hand experience. Um, and I really like that sort of approach, right? The the way that like. Um, every show sort of tells like a small part of this larger story um and each kind of action is written in its own way and then you get like these all these interesting factions that each have like these complex relationships between all the members um like conflict with each other and like they they depict these kind of complex relationships in the in the opening performance right they they show you visually um how these characters relate to each other and i i really like that like the 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 thing I like about wrestling especially is like the way that relationships interact um and that's that's something I find really interesting um and in addition to that like I didn't get to see them uh, unfortunately because like the the schedule for them and Dragon Gate unfortunately kind of intersected uh pretty like in in a way that made it impossible to watch both um but like the the first wrestling promotion I ever watched um was DDT <laughs> That's um, a wild first promotion. Yeah, specifically like 2000 to 2010's DDT. Like that's what I got. Wait, what? <laughs> How? <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Like I, I told you, I got into wrestling via the Super Ifatchel video, yes. right? Like, and he he linked like a blog post about the Golden Lovers in his uh in his description, and so I clicked on that blog post. And the person who wrote it, like the, they wrote a different blog post where they go like, yeah, so how do you get started with the story? And like, if you want to get started at the very beginning, like basically click here. This is how you sign up to, um, back then it wasn't Wrestling Universe. It was like DDT's old streaming service. Yes, this is DDT how you Universe. Sign up. <laughs> yeah, the good yeah. old Basara days. <laughs> um, and, and like, here's like the, the first match they had against each other. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do this right. I'm gonna watch this match. I'm gonna watch every single match that either of them had in TDT so I understand the full story. Because I mean, if I was watching a TV show, I, I wouldn't be st skipping any episodes, nor would I. Like, I have to watch everything, I have to take notes so I can fully understand the story. Um, and so like, I watched a ton of, like, early-ish uh, DDT uh, at the time. Um, 
And like I think that really like set the stage for the kind of wrestling in a sense that I that I like. I like I like wrestling that can be, you know, a little bit silly sometimes. Um and that's very focused on these sorts of right, on these sorts of character relationships. And I think, you know, watching that as my first wrestling was was a big part of that. I are you still um, like the completionist? Because you said, if I want to do it right, I, I need to start from the beginning. Um, do you still think that way? Um, like I think Dragon Gate has sort of, unfortunately, and Dragon Gate has cured me of some of my former because like so many of their matches are not recorded. Like that, mm. that drove me up a wall in the beginning. <laughs> um, um, but I still think like when I um and that's the reason, right? That's the reason I one of the main reasons I write articles or do interviews so rarely, because I think like I can't write about a wrestler if I haven't watched at least like, I don't know, 70-80% of their career. <laughs> and it's like I, I have these huge files on my computer of just like extensive notes about every single match I see. Um when like um it's 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 kind of wild. I think like it's 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 probably the fact that I'm autistic. Like that's probably the reason for that. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, because I would go as far and say that's just plain, that's just flat out wrong. Um, like please, if you want to write um about it, uh, then do so, and if you want to, like don't. Obviously, don't say stuff that that's wrong. Um, or if you do, make it easily disputable. <laughs> it just makes the work so for everyone else easier. But like wrestling, and that that goes back a, a bit to the lore. In the end, wrestling still happens in the moment, and most importantly of all, in the venue. And if it works there, it has fulfilled its its purpose. And if that was was good, it's worth writing about. And if it's so bad, it's worth writing about. It's also very impressive. Um, but like because of it happening in the moment, there's only so much that can happen beforehand to or even worse afterwards you know to validate a moment like i i see it very differently in that sense i think wrestling um the the momentary wrestling is much improved by the characters and the history that inform it and for me like going back and seeing like all of that history and seeing all of the stuff that built it and the way the characters so sort of slowly develop over time, it gives me much more appreciation uh, for the wrestling that I watch. Like I, um, but there were so many, there have been so many moments like where I like went in like doing research for about a wrestler, right? Um, and like after it was like, ah, you know, this aspect of their character makes so much more sense to me. Like after seeing this, mm. um, like it, it Obviously, that was this especially like the case with a wrestler like Shun, obviously, right? Who who does put a lot of a lot of thought um, and a lot of like history into his stuff. Um, but like like stuff like 
for instance, right? Um, because because I uh, because I am a lower hound, I collect old DVDs. Um, mm. And like Dragon Gate, right? Has these? You might have seen them on their store. They have these all like um, sort of year collections where it's like yeah. for each year you have you know the Viber seasons and stuff like that. Um, and they had one for I think it was 2017. Um, like they they had on these DVDs, they sometimes like. They take matches that didn't have commentary originally, and let let like the wrestlers that were in the matches uh, do commentary on the matches in hindsight. Um, and like there was this one. Hmm? I love when they do that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's it's awesome. Um, and there was there was a one match um where like they they where they did that, and and they had um I think uh, Shun, Jason, and Ishida they had on commentary. Um, on like a match that they were all involved in, and like during that commentary, like it was in 2017, um, Shunta said like in Japanese, right? Um, he said, um, because Jason, we are best friends, right? And I was like, there's like five seconds of silence, and like, everyone starts laughing because Jason's just like, ah. <laughs> um, and I was like, like that moment. Like contextualizes the shit that happened in 2022. Like it's it's a moment from 20 from from 2017, and it's it's like it, it it's such a it's such a nice continuation moment to sh- shit that happened like five years later. Um, and I, I I love stuff like that. But like it's it's also right. Like I'm the kind of person who if they play MMOs do all the side quests because I want to know all the lore of every area. <laughs> So I think it's kind of like a different approach uh, to to wrestling. I think it's it's kind of, um, I think your approach is a lot more common. Um, I think that's like mm-hmm. how probably most probably how most fans see wrestling. I think like when I when I talked to to Shin about stuff, like he was really surprised that I went back to watch matches from you know before I was watching Dragon Gate at all. Like it, it was like, oh, you like purple, right? Um, do you like Masquerade? And I'm like, yeah, I love Masquerade. And then he later was like, when did you start watching Dragon Gate? And I was like, in 2022. And he was, oh, you went back to watch it. <laughs> and he was he was totally surprised. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I, I I definitely think that your approach, the sort of momentary approach, is a lot more common, probably. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'm not. To, to be clear, I'm not saying it's not important um, and especially not saying it doesn't add anything. I think it mm-hmm. adds a, a really, it adds a lot. But like the it's way more big picture um, in, in my thinking than in, in yours probably because, you know, you're talking about <laughs> about colors right now <laughs> um but you know or that that commentary moment in 2017 mm-hmm. um but does that it add so much if they have like a whole storyline about it in 2022 mm-hmm. in what um, way? i would i would argue you know it's good enough <laughs> i think like yeah for me i think it's also kind of depend on the fact like i'm i'm a bit of a perfectionist that's that's why no, yeah well fair enough <laughs> um so for me it's always like for me good enough isn't you know good enough. <laughs> um, okay okay yeah, yeah I, I see I, like 
Yeah, I always, I want to have, like, the deepest understanding I want, I can have. Like, I, for me, it's sort of this, um, sort of striving for, for deeper understanding and deeper knowledge is in itself, like, a, something that I find really enjoyable uh, and that really adds to, you know, the whole experience of being a wrestling fan to me. Um, but again, I, I am a nerd. <laughs> Um, it's also kind of, I think it's partially also, right, um, comes from the way I got into wrestling. I, I got into wrestling first and foremost as an art form. Um, and mm. I think a lot of other wrestling fans got into wrestling, in a sense, like as a sport, right? Um, or as entertainment. Yeah, yeah, in that sense. And I think that sort of different perspective, that's also like a big difference I noticed between people who got into wrestling, like when they were very young, like as children, and people who got into wrestling as adults, I think. And there's also like a big difference from what I've seen uh, in, yeah, in the way people view wrestling in that sense. Um, and I think that's, that, that's kind of like very interesting. There's sort of different people um, can look at the same thing um, in such, such different ways. I think it's like... I think that's something I also really noticed, like, obviously, right, the, the, no shade to you guys, but, like, the most well-known Dragon Gate podcast at the moment is probably, mm. um... Uh, uh, open the voice gate. Yeah, you know, the, the one that, uh, that Voices Wrestling have. Um, and, like, the moment when they watched um, that one tag match, uh, like, of the Shun Jason storyline, um, mm -hmm. on the 7th of April, uh, 2022, and they described... What was happening with Shun and Jason in that match as brawling? I like I had this moment of like <laughs> the same match, um, and I kind of realized um, like how how vastly the the different kind of approach someone has to wrestling and the different kind of personal experiences someone also might have kind of influence what they see when they look at wrestling and i that, that that kind of really blew my mind sort of experience yeah <laughs> um i noticed that a lot um also just the setting changes a lot um like the setting um i'm in when watching mm -hmm. um I tend to like stuff more when I watch it with other people or when I watch it alone. Mm -hmm. um, how tired I am also is like a huge difference. <laughs> um, when I'm... Stuff just seems more more boring when, I, when I'm tired, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I also don't necessarily notice the details. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that realization, like, okay, yeah, even I react differently to pretty similar stuff at different times, so I'm not necessarily holding that against other people anymore. <laughs> anymore, important. I I did so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I usually don't like hold, hold it against other people i'm always like i i think like i'm sometimes a little bit sad um mm. like if like if there's if there's a wrestler who puts in a lot of like effort into the small details i'm like i'm a little bit sad if no one sees it it kind of just like feels like i don't know all the work is going to waste 
but you know the way I deal with that is like I post about it you know instead of getting angry at someone that's that's you know way more productive like to just I don't know start the conversation yourself um yeah okay it, yeah, that's understandable yeah I think like it is also kind of different for me depending on the the position right like I I almost especially of course the biggest difference in terms of watching wrestling is always um depending on you know, if you watch it live or not, like, I've only seen wrestling, like, live yeah, during my Japan trip recently, and then during one, like, weekend in England that I, like, had in, in 2022. Um, mm -hmm. Like, for instance, for me, like, something I noticed, like, when I watch live, I cannot tell if a match was good or bad. I, like, I legitimately cannot tell because I'm so excited and I'm, like, so into it. Like my my brain is way too overwhelmed to even like decide if if what I just saw was good or bad in any way. I'm just like so in the moment. But like if I watch at home, I can think about it a lot more like analytically, and I can sort of take notes, think over about all like the the different aspects of it. Um, it's 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 really interesting how how you know that setting can can like affect right as you said can affect the way a person sees it as well. interesting um because for me i it it's just different being there live um because i liked some stuff in person more than i would no i i have to say it differently i just like other stuff in person than mm -hmm. And that makes it sometimes really hard to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. I think wrestling in general, right, is it's a it's an art form full of these kind of yeah gray zones in a sense, this sort of ambiguity. Um, I think that can make it really frustrating, but it can also make it really interesting. Of course, it's like ah, I'm I'm actually kind of frustrated that there isn't like a a lot of research uh, about wrestling as like as a media reality and, mm. and in that way in which it affects people. Although, of course, like the word kayfabe and the concept of kayfabe is getting more spread in like other academic uh, disciplines recently. Oh, that's that's interesting. Um, friend of the show, Aniello um, of the Wrestle, um, how are they calling it? Wrestle Update? Mm -hmm. um, they wrote their, um, I think, mastered thesis, mm -hmm. arguing that wrestling is art. Oh, okay. Um, you might want to talk with them. Um, that I think that you'd get a lot of uh, out of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, yeah. I I obviously like come come at it. Like for me, it's like dieses wrestling is artist for me like is a is a complete given. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I guess it's also kind of in a sense maybe easier to say nowadays that we have like we have a lot more wrestlers who sort of really lean into that aspect, right? Um, it's it's almost kind of. Mm, I mean, it's almost kind of sad for me when I like see people sometimes in in American fandom go like. Um, like ah, oh, basically ever since like the um, like there's there's nothing and no, nobody in wrestling who does anything that's as good as like 
the original sort of uh, Kenny Omega story stuff, stuff like that. Like they, we're we're not talking about the Golden Jets, um, um, like stuff like that. And I'm, and I'm like, th there are people who are doing shit that good. Like I mean, including like even like if if we're gonna discount what's happening with him in AEW, like Takeshita is doing amazing storytelling work in in DDT. Um, I mean, as are like people like Endo and Uno. Um. There's like again, obviously, like Shun is making a whole art form out of it. Like if you and I, I've got this. Like I, I don't like Twitter, but if you do not read his social media posts, you are missing out. Um, like he, he puts a lot of work into those. Um, but yeah, it's it's um like there are lots of wrestlers who are really treating it as art and uh, as art, and and there are more and more of them. I think like as time goes on. It's it's uh, it's it's really nice to see to see that sort of aspect because I mean it is obviously also kind of a physical art in that sense like um you know just through the through the beauty of the moves and the people expressing themselves through that I think that could also be argued that that's art in itself. But yeah, I'm sorry for rambling. <laughs> that's fine. I think um, one of the the best qualities. Um, a wrestler can have is doing what they want to do and then doing it well and, okay. and giving it it all and like uh, one big um, example for this is for example um, Bakugaijin and you know the whole uh, Choco Pro um, movement self-produced shows yeah they're and it's not like conventional, but okay. He's he's basically saying this is wrestling to me, mm -hmm. and this is what I want to do, and this is the vision I have. So let's mm -hmm. see what comes comes with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's also right. Like people are always arguing that like this form of comedy wrestling or whatever is not wrestling. I think it's all wrestling. Like even oh, yeah. the wrestling I don't like, it's still wrestling. <laughs> Um, because I think that that's the beauty of wrestling is that it can be so many different things. And like, if you just like as a wrestler, right? If you figure out what form of wrestling you want to do, and if you as an audience member figure out what form of wrestling you want to see, I think like whatever you like, there's something in in there for you. And that's the that's the beauty of wrestling, right? Totally. Um... Uh, that's absolutely uh, a big part of the beauty of wrestling is just the variety. And it's also mm -hmm. why I think that variety actually is something that um, Dragon Gate kind of lacks. I think Dragon Gate is pretty specialized, but they do that really well. Mm -hmm. um, but like, um, why DDT in particular is my, my favorite promotion um, is that you can see everything in DDT um, in a very condensed um, condensed form just because, you know, the roster is so varied. Mm -hmm. I think that's interesting because for me it's kind of like I happen to really, really like the thing that Dragon Gate specializes in. <laughs> oh yeah, I, so do I. <laughs> I talk about it weekly for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> so like I'm, I'm, I also think like that um, I do think that a variety doesn't necessarily have to be represented within a single promotion because, like, that's 
kind of comp that's kind of why I have um especially like with modern DDT why I sometimes have kind of a complicated relationship with it you know um because mm -hmm. like in the sense that like the difference between um you know Dragon Gate for me and DDT for me is that like with Dragon Gate like sometimes like I there, there are like specific decisions that I'm kind of like rolling my eyes at what but whatever like the the general theme of the show is always something like I know I like this and that's why like that's why I tune into it because like this promotion is specialized on the thing that mm, I like yeah thing with DDT is like there there are shows where like half the cut just does not interest me. <laughs> Because it's like in these other like because it's because it's such a variety show, right? Like because it's in areas of variety that don't interest me. And but like some sometimes I do it really well. Like sometimes or like I mean I mean you could argue that those shows where I don't like half of it, it's still done really well. It's just like you know Not for you. Yeah. Um it's it that's kind of interesting for me, it's in, in that sense. Um because like it is more likely if you tune into DDT that you'll see something you like, but it is in that sense less likely that you like everything, right? It's it's kind of that's, like I think it's, that's yeah, absolutely true. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a, a gambit in that sense. Like which which one do you want to go for? Um, those are like those are both options for wrestling promotions. Um, yeah, that that's absolutely true. I just really, um, <laughs> it's just also really petty. Uh, for me because DDT is so varied there are just logically because it's so varied there is some part that is for you and so many people say no DDT is not for me um, that it's very easy to just disprove that and say and say, you know, just point to, to something special and say no this part is for you <laughs> um, but it's also logical uh, with that there there's always some parts that are not um and i'm very happy that we're over the pheromones and i would be very happy if we were also over the damnation but it doesn't seem like so <laughs> oh yeah Damnation is something I'm kind of conflicted on because like i i really like the story of like um, of Sasaki as a character and of like how you know his his um, relationship with Endo specifically like has changed over the years and like the complications of that but I also do kind of wish that he'd like you know have a have a, have a different kind of faction or like try something a little bit different <laughs> but nothing has changed in the last two years yeah that's like, is, like... Yeah, that's kind of like they they could you know move a little bit faster with that. Sasaki is an interesting case, just not in the last four years or so, where it, it just feels like he hasn't done anything, and that's my big problem. I don't think he's a very good wrestler, but I think he has moment has his moments, but they're just increasingly farther and fewer. Yeah, I think uh, he he's someone who would benefit um like more from a like kind of you know faction shakeups like they have them very often in Dragon Gate. Like I think he he need a little bit more of that. Um like a little bit, you know, different, different aesthetic, like have some have some changes. Like again, I think I think he's a he's a guy who's like as a character, he's very interesting in, in his development. But um I think there need that need to be like a bit more of an incentive, sort of an a spark mm, to, yeah. to yeah, bring some fresh wind into that. He's like Naito. <laughs> he's an okay wrestler. He's an interesting character, and he hasn't done anything in a long time. 
<laughs> hey, thank you very much for for coming on. Is there something um, you would want to share with us? So and. We're ending on a part where you upset half the pro community by the insulting. Oh, action. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I like mainly depending on when this goes out. Um, I want to. It will apologize. be a little while, I'm afraid. Okay, good. Like in a, hopefully when this goes out, the five star network site is gonna be back up. Um, I'm very sorry for that. Uh, we're kind of working to to get it get working again uh, right now. And if it's back up, um, I would ask you to you know maybe if you're interested, uh, check out my stupid law interviews because if you do want to know why zebras stand so far apart from each other in those pictures, uh, you can read about it. <laughs> On five star network dot co. Um, hopefully, uh, if we haven't changed the site, check uh, our five star network Twitter at at five star network uh, to find out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that I've done the the obligatory corporate plugging. Um, yeah, I uh, watch Dragon Gate, <laughs> which you probably already do if you watch this show. But uh, I hope that um. I don't know, maybe uh, I showed you another perspective of, of uh, seeing wrestling, maybe. Uh, and if you also like uh, talking about lore in way too much depth and overthinking wrestling stuff, uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at CaseQuest. Uh, thank you very much. Awesome. You can also find both of us uh, in the Five Star Network Discord server. Um, I think that's a very good place to to talk lore. If you're Absolutely. interested, <laughs> and you can uh, see uh, also, I think on that server, a couple of the pictures uh, that I actually took on my fan to I posted in there, um, in the in the Dragon Gate channel. So you know, if you want to see those, that's that's another incentive to to check out <laughs> to check out the server. Heck yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a Dramatic Dream Dragons dramatic special. Thank you for listening and so long.